Hello, family. How you living? How you walking? Hope your answer is I'm walking. I'm living by faith, and I'm walking by faith, for it's the only way I can please God, because He has dealt to every man the measure of faith, and He has called all of us to live by that faith. All right, family. I'm your host, Curtis D. Young, here with another episode of the Faith Life. And I just thank all, each and every one of you for tuning in tonight. And I pray and to God that you will be blessed. We're going to continue with our teaching um, topic um, regarding the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. This joy we've been talking about is a supernatural joy that we receive from God when we put our faith and our trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because this is an internal joy <laughs> that that enables us to remain what hopeful, even in the midst of adverse and challenging situations in our life, it's a supernatural joy. That's why the Lord in, um, in Scripture tells us that the joy that He gives you, it enables you to endure, enables you to to still give Him praise, <laughs> right in the midst of any challenging and tri- challenging situations in your life. Remember, the joy of the Lord is the gladness of heart that comes from knowing God. I mean, you've got a personal relationship with him through Christ Jesus. And you know that Christ is abiding in you and you and the Holy Spirit is abiding in you, who empowers you to live out this joy. And we, and we, and we stress the importance of abiding in the word and the word abiding in you, because when you have a love for God and love for his word, that's how the joy of the Lord remains on full. And when it remains on full in your life, it overflows out of your life to have impact in the, on other people in the earth. Okay. All right. So we're going to um, start um, out in Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, 1, 2, 3. And we just we begin talking about the oil of joy, which he talks about here. Isaiah talks about in, in this 61st chapter. Start with that first verse. He said, the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit is upon us because the Lord has anointed us to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent us to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent us to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance, which is the day of righteous justice of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion and the earth, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, okay, and the garment of praise, to lift the spirit of heaviness. Okay. So that's what the oil of the joy and the, the power of joy is all about. Because we're going to have sadness. We're going to experience sadness. You know, we're, we're going to experience some trip, tribulation. But right in the midst of it, we have a supernatural joy that God has given us. And we understand that right in the midst, even though we walk through sh- the shadow of the valley of death, we fear no evil. We don't fear the challenging situations, the testing t- situation, because we know God is with us and he is comforting us and keeping us and strengthening us right in the midst. As David said, though I walk through, we will walk through by faith <laughs> and then the joy of the Lord be our strength to overcome any challenging, tempting situations. Okay. 
This is God's anointing we're talking about. And Christ is the anointed one. And Christ, the anointed one is in us. And his anointing is upon us for us to be strengthened, to uh, overcome the enemy. Um, you know, the anointing is, you, know, you can look at Isaiah 10, 27. It's the power of God. It's the, it's the yoke destroying, burden removing power of God. It's the yoke destroying, burden removing power of God. So this anointing can destroy, <laughs> can 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 lift any any heaviness, any burdens off of off of us, and we can continue to, like David said, allow praise to continually come from our mouths. That means in all at all times we give him praise, we give him thanks, not for trials, not for tribulations, but thanking God that. That he, as he said, we in him through Christ Jesus, he said, we are more than conquerors. We already overcome. So the situations that may be adversity against us, God takes them and works them together for our good. So we have joy. We have the joy of the Lord to, to, to in the word of God to remind us of that so that we don't have we don't we don't lose despair. We don't become despair and despondent. OK, while we are um, living out our lives against the, the attacks of the enemy. Okay. We, we have a joy that enables us and empowers us to overcome and to remove that, <laughs> that burden. Okay. And then, and, and then when other people, we encourage others when we're going through and they, they know that we have our, our faith is rooted in God and we still expressing the joy right in the midst of challenging situations that encourages and inspires them. Okay. As well. So that's what God has anointed us so that we can live out this life that he's called us to live victoriously, victoriously. And we are to and, 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 and by doing so, we are called to set other people free. OK, introduce them to Jesus Christ uh, and let, let Christ be seen in us and, 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 and the one who saved us and was working in us and empowering us. But is that same Jesus that wants to say, work in them, save them, deliver them and give them a new life? OK, so they can experience the joy of the Lord as well. That's what it's out. God will takes us and will take us and rebuild our lives. You know, we rebuilt my life when I submitted and committed to him and used me to help others, <laughs> you know, rebuild their lives as well. OK, that's what the anointing and the, uh, and the oil of the joy of the Lord would do. It would lift that morning. It would lift us out of some dark situations and that they may come upon us. Um, also, let's look at. James, that fifth chapter, and that fifth chapter of James, and we'll look at that 13th verse. We start with that 13th verse, and we'll take it to the 15th verse. 13th verse says here, he's talking about the anointing, the joy of the Lord, talks about meeting specific needs. Okay, it is anyone that says here, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Okay. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And that prayer, that prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be, it will be forgiven. OK, so it's just letting you know that the power of, of the anointing of the of the joy of the, the, the anointing of the Lord. OK, 
it, it, it can remove any burden, any, any sicknesses, any, any disease, any, any suppression. That joy of the Lord, the oil, the power, the anointing will can lift that sickness, can heal, can deliver, it can set free. Okay, we just got to believe, <laughs> you know, like you say, right in the midst of challenge situation. Most of most of David's psalms were he that he um, sung <laughs> that he prayed unto the Lord and he sung unto the Lord was doing tough times. Okay, when he was being attacked. Okay, but he still had praise on his lips, and that's what he's telling the Lord. Word is, is reminding us we got to have praise on our lips. Just what in that scripture I just read. He say, let him, he say, is any money, if you have a situation where you're suffering, let him pray. If anyone, just um, anyone, is anyone cheerful, let him sing. See, the joy of the Lord empowers us and enables us to sing and praises unto the Lord right in the midst. It made me think about, um, I think it was Paul and Silas when they was in prison after they had been beaten. And at midnight, they began to praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord, and they were delivered. And then others were um, the, the the jailer, okay, and and his family because of what he the miracle he witnessed, <laughs> because of the power of the praise that Paul and Silas had on their lips. It, it it drew them. It drew them unto the Lord, and his whole household was saved because of the powerful witness of of, of, of and and the wild powerful testimony. Um, of praise that was given that was demonstrated right in the midst of the jailer so that's what that's what the power and the joy of the lord would do for us and enables us to lift them um, the, to be joyous right in the midst of sit burden and burdensome situations and while people seeing us still praising god and, and 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 giving him all the glory even in the midst of a trial is 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 giving is, 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 is helping other people because that jailer that jailer, because the, all the prison doors had opened up, and he was fearful for his life, thinking he was going to be killed because he was—he just knew all the prisoners had escaped, <laughs> but they didn't because they—they—they—they they, 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 they stayed in place, and that—that that made him just bow down, you know, to the Lord <laughs> to bow down and ask, "What must he do to be saved?" Okay, so the power of God, the joy of the Lord that's demonstrated in our lives, the anointing of the Lord that's demonstrated in our lives, will save others. Okay. That's what God gives us that anointing for, to, to press through and live a life full of joy in spite of any challenges. Okay. Proverbs 15, 13 says, a glad heart makes a happy face. A glad heart. That means when we talked about how the heart, the word of God, God wants that word to get in our hearts, to take root. That's why he puts the love of God in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. When we're born again, the love of God is placed in our hearts. And now when we get into the word of God, because he said he had to abide in the word, the word abide in you. And you get, he gives you a thirst and hunger for the word. OK, so that we will know God's will <laughs> for uh, that. He wants us to fulfill in this in this earth. So that word, as we get we get into the word, the word gets into us and it gets it gets into our heart. OK, and our hearts are made glad. So therefore, even in the midst of any challenges, we have a joyous heart that empowers us, enables us to keep going and to allow the Holy Spirit to exemplify his joy, the joy he's given us to others within the earth. So a glad heart makes a happy face. So when you're putting on the face, it's, it's, it's real. <laughs> it ain't a fake smile. It's, it's a real smile because the joy of the Lord 
okay, of, of enjoying the joy and the love for the word of God is in your heart. And, it, and, and the Holy Spirit has a way of bringing that word back to your memory in tough situations so that you would know how to speak it, decree it, uh, sing it, <laughs> the pray, you know, in the midst of the challenge situation. And it, and it empowers us and others around us to um, keep to, to, to focus in on the Lord and to make it through any challenging situations. OK, but he says here in the continuing that same verse he says the glad heart makes a happy face, but a broken heart crushes the spirit. So you want to make sure your hearts are fortified by the word of God. Verse 15 of that same um, chapter says, for the despondent, every day brings trouble. So when you look, when you have a down and out mentality and hopeless mentality uh, on life because of situations that have happened to you, negative situations that have happened to you, you walk around, woe is me. Maybe think about that guy on Governor, uh, was it? Uh, the um, call his name. It was a cartoon I used to watch coming up. Uh, Governor, Gov, oh God, I forgot the name of the cartoon. But anyway, there was a a man that was always um, had a doom and gloom mentality, and no matter what uh, situation what was going on, he always said, "We'll we'll never make it. We'll never make it." Gulliver's Travels, Travels. That's what it was, and he would always say, "We'll never make it." Always a doom and gloom attitude and whatever you continue to speak and how you continue to think that's what how you, that's what's going to happen okay so you're going to maintain that mindset and that main and you're going to have negative consequences always coming upon you and overcoming you because you think that way okay so scripture says well the despondent every day brings trouble you don't, you don't even expect good, good the goodness of the lord you know even though the word says the goodness of the lord follows those god's mercy and goodness follows us all the days of our lives and when we are in the mind have that we allow the mind of christ to be developed in us we understand that that right in the midst of any challenges we know god is with us so we can rejoice in that okay in scripture continues to says for the happy heart life is a continual feast i love that because we go back to psalm 23 even though we walk through this valley of the shadow of death we fear no evil for god is with us his rod his staff comforts us he leads us beside still waters he leads us um into green pastures okay and he says he anointed us he anoints us with the oil of the lord okay and then he says right in the and he prepares a table a continual feast right in the midst okay of our enemy OK, so right in the midst, we can still um, be happy because we know God is with us. He will continue. We continue to feast upon the word of God. The Holy Spirit continue to bring that word to our mind. We can rejoice <laughs> right in the midst of, of any challenging situations. Verse 30 says in that 15th chapter of Proverbs, a cheerful look brings joy to the heart. OK, have you ever been in a down, despondent mood in you know, down mood? And. But when you, you change your thought processes, you, 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 your continence changes, you know, it, it, and it's so true. I just think about when I was, um, me and Pat first got married and, and I used to find myself, you know, really angry and getting angry about the way my life, our marriage was going and some of the things I was, you know, challenged with in the beginning of our marriage. But I knew God had put us together and called us to be, you know, he called us to be together. And I knew he, he he's the wife that she chose for me. She was the wife that God chose for me. I knew that. Um, but, you know, you go and you're going through when you're going through and you and there's conflict. 
you know, you start thinking negative. And I'd be like, I used to think, I'm like, Lord, why you, you know, why, why, why'd you do this to me? Why just, you know, I just don't want to be in this situation, this marriage. Um, but he would always, every time I thought negative like that, trying to think of a way to get out or quit or give up, I had no peace. But when I started thinking about how he brought us together and I knew he had called her, us to be together. And we, we both knew that. And every time I start thinking about that, this is my wife, this is my good thing that God's given unto me, you know, that he has called me to love to death do us part. You know, it, when I start thinking about that and asking him to help our marriage, help me, you know, anything about me that needs to be changed or anything about her that needs to be changed so that we can be united. You said you put he put us together. I used to say, I know he gives us the ability to, to grow together and grow stronger. OK, become that to allow him to become that third strand in the core. OK, that keeps us bound together as one. OK, and every time I thought like that, peace would come. And I tell you, it, it, in, our, in our relationship, just, you know, got stronger and stronger. So I allowed God to transform me by his love and his, the joy that he gave, gave me. It, 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 it impacted my wife and she would change as well. And then our marriage and our relationship just got stronger and stronger no matter what. So a cheerful heart, he says, um, a cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. OK, so always maintain a cheerful heart when you have a cheerful heart. OK, you're always going to be thinking, having good thoughts. OK, and you're going to speak good things. OK, that produces life <laughs> unto you and also into uh, you pour into other people's lives as well. OK, uh, Proverbs 17, 22 says a cheerful heart is good medicine. OK. Good medicine. You do your body well when you meditate upon the word of God and you allow the when you're practicing the word of God. Okay, and you put it into practice. It, it, it's good for your body because if your mind is always at peace and you're keeping good thoughts upon your mind, and you and you and, and you have a you, you're alleviating stress. <laughs> the word of God will alleviate stress in your life. Okay, Heart, you know and all the all the other. Uh, factors that can come because of because of um, negative thoughts and negative thinking and a, and a sad consciousness. They produce stress in your life and produce heart attacks, can produce high blood pressure. I mean, all kind of negative stuff can come when you live in an unhappy life, in a, a joyless life. OK, but when you meditate upon the word of God and it begins really in your heart, it blossoms it, it, and, and, you, and you think about the word of God. It keeps your mind at, a, in, at peace. OK, and when you when you and when you live from a, a, a peaceful state of mind, I'm telling you, it, it, it just it, 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 it brightens your whole continence. It strengthens you. OK, the word of I mean, let me think about the, um, the living the word it being the living water. Uh, you know, wa water is, 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 is something we our body. Most of our body is made up of water and it's something we need. And it made me think about how. Um, Plants. I've had. I used to have plants. All you had to do was water them. And many days when I didn't water them, you see them wilting. But as soon as you give them the water, that plant becomes vibrant. And also with our bodies. I remember when I was, I was didn't drink enough water, and I would find myself drinking pop. You know, and all this and that. You find your kidneys hurting. You feel your your, your skin breaks out, or or it doesn't look vibrant. But as soon as I would revert back to consuming the, the water, take the water that I should be drinking and taking the water that I should be drinking. I began to see my continence change. You know, my skin looks refreshed <laughs> and vibrant. 
because that's what water do. It, it brings things to life. The word of God is like that living water. It brings life to our lives. Okay. As we partake of it. And he says, we said a cheerful heart is good medicine. It does good for your body, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Okay. But the joy of the Lord, it always restores. Okay. The joy of the Lord is like that water that always restores. Okay. And sustains our shine and glow. <laughs> okay. So we have the, so we, and it made me think about pledge. You know, pledge is made, is a product made to restore wood and keeps it, keeps it vibrant. And I'll tell you, whenever I meet my wife, she sprays that uh, pledge onto our furniture and, I mean, immediately that shine just comes back. The, the, the dust particles are gone and that shine is restored to that wood. Okay. So, 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 so the word of God restores and restores and allows us to glow and shine god god called us to be called us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world okay that we shine brightly he said don't let don't hide you know allow my light to be to to to, to have its full effect in your life to have so that, so that you will be used to impact others okay in this life all right okay the lord adds oil which is which is to enhance the beauty in our lives. Okay, go, but go back to that oil, the joy, the, the oil of joy we were talking about earlier. The Lord or adds oil with which to enhance the beauty in our eyes. So He said He'll take our ashy lives, our ashy situations. Okay, and and and, and the joy of the Lord begins to revive us. <laughs> okay, but the but the but the morning. Which is which lays what lies beneath them, it begins to be removed. Okay, in Jesus we have everything or access all of His um, um, blessings, joyful blessings that can never be exhausted. Okay, so remember we talked about it in John fifteen. Once we're born again, okay, the love of God is in our hearts. We have a thirst and hunger for the Word. We abide in the Word. The Word abides in us. That joy remains on full. Okay, and what Jordan and what he gives us, we, it, we, the world can't take it away if we just depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit and love this word and seek to do God's will and enjoy and 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 and, and, and enjoying and prior or I should say prioritizing and enjoying our relationship with the Lord first and foremost at all times, because the as the vine stand the branch stand connected to the vine, he receives that nourishment, we receive that joy. That keeps us vibrant, okay, vibrantly living out this life that God has called us to live, okay, and, and, and call us to have impact in this earth. Say, we are shown the marvelous fitness of our Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus, solely of his coming as the anointed one, okay? There is healing for the wounded, uh, wounded, liberty. For the captives, okay, spiritual eyes are open and also physical eyes are open, okay, for the blind. And then we provide the anointing, the oil of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord comforts all those who mourn. Beauty provides beauty for the disfigured and oil for the fading continents, okay, that rest, the restoring power of the oil of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord. 
is provided as we abide in the Lord, the word of God, the word abiding in us. We stay, we, the branch, stay connected to the, the divine. We receive that nourishment from the Lord to maintain our vibrancy. Okay. Um, again, he also will meet every want of the soul. Okay. The Lord takes care, fills our souls. Okay. And fills the heart to overflowing, contented gratitude. And that made me think about Paul when I read that. He said, when Paul um, said in uh, Philippians, the uh, fourth chapter, that 10th, 11th verse, he says, he, he, he learned, okay, he learned whether abound, I mean, having, having everything he needed in the life or, or based, I mean, not having that much, no matter, it didn't, it didn't change his relationship with God. It didn't change his, his mindset, his focus um, with God. He still praised God. He still worked for God. He still did what he was called to do with joy because he's learned how to be content at all times. No matter what situation he found him in, it didn't fluctuate. His praise toward God, his focus on God did not fluctuate because his contentment was in Christ Jesus. Okay. That's what God wants us to be. Situations, circumstances may change, but he's always told me, I want you living above sea level. Don't get caught up in what you see, physically see, but keep your eye stayed upon me. And I will always cause you to rise above um, any negative situation or challenge situation that may come in, upon you in this life. Okay. So the joy which the Holy Spirit gives us is of great presence. Okay. I mean, you know, if we will rely upon this joy that he gives us, it will have a great presence in our lives that will impact. He said, happy Christians are pleasing to those around them. Okay. And, uh, and, and I mean, that's just the oxymoron. Uh, somebody supposed to be a Christian, supposed to be ex ex exemplify the joy and the happiness of the Lord and be, be happy people. You know, I mean, I know my nature. I've always been outgoing, happy. You know, I rather my mindset was. Well, to be, it's better to be happy than sad. And I always, that's just how I always been, you know, and then I, but now, you know, I know to, I give all this credit to the Lord. Okay. But it was always better to be happy than sad. Who wants to be a down around people who are, uh, um, who are doing, all we have a down and out doom and gloom type attitude. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't help you. It doesn't encourage you. It doesn't inspire you. Okay. So, and, and it's really sad when, when somebody calls himself a Christian and they're always negative and, you know, and not happy. Okay. We, we can't, we're not going to be effective salt and light in this world. If we walk around with a doom and gloom attitude, you know, and a continence, you know, we're supposed to let the light of and the love of God be demonstrated. The light shine and the love, his character, his characteristics being demonstrated in our lives. Okay. Happy Christians are pleasing to those around them. And the anointing upon us, the presence of the Holy Spirit upon us, the joy of the Lord, it should be, it should draw people, okay, out of their situations, okay, into, into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. It says, happy Christians are pleasing to those around them. Thus, a means of, we are a means of attracting souls to Jesus. Proverbs 13, 9 says, the life of the godly is full of light and joy. Okay, happy, joyous. Um, our God our, should be God's people. That's we should, we should be happy and joyous. Okay, uh, we should bring delight. We should we should be delighting in the Word and in fellowship with the Holy Spirit all the time. 
I mean, we, that's what I mean. I, I remember just got, because I go back, I tell you, when I was committed and submitted to God, all I wanted to was to spend time with the Holy Spirit, praising God, being in the Word, wanting Him to teach me how to live this Word. I didn't want to just live it from a religious standpoint no more. I wanted to really experience it and live it out daily. And He taught me how to do that. And fellowshipping with Him, He said, in His presence is the fullness of joy. Okay. And I experienced the fullness of joy. You know, each and every time in this life, every day in this life, because I know um, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit is it's a joyous situation. You know, it's a joyous situation. He would continue to cultivate, you know, the characteristics of God and, and, and make the experience, life experiences joyful and good. No matter what you, you're dealing with, you always will have a, a joyful, a, a joyful outlook in, on life. And it is attractive to draw others unto the Lord. That's what it's all about. Okay. Unhappy Christians cannot draw people to the Lord. <laughs> it's unattractive. It, it, it deflects people and pushes them otherward. As I will, as that's a Christian, that's how, that's how our Christian uh, consciousness is about. That's the life of being a Christian. I don't want no part of that life. You know, no, we supposed to live a life that is so attractive with the joy of the Lord that people will truly be drawn to us. And to the Lord through us, should I say. All right. So we'll close it out there tonight, but continue to focus on the, this word. Let this word abide in you. You abide in it. So the word of God can be produced and the joy of the Lord can be produced and demonstrated powerfully in your life to draw others out of darkness into the marvelous light of our dear Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Until next, next episode, I want you guys to be blessed and continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Love you.